tobacco industry has deliberately targeted the black community. How are we seeing this targeting show up? We have uh, Tammy Boyd, the Black Women's Health Imperative Chief Policy Officer and Counsel. And also, is it uh, Portia Reddick-White or do we have Dr. Marjorie Innocent with us? Portia Reddick-White. Wow, congratulations. I'm glad we got you. Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, Vice President of Strategic Partnerships. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good to be with you. How are we seeing this show up in the black community that supports the data that uh, the tobacco industry has deliberately targeted the black community, especially our children? So our report details that for more than 60 years, the tobacco industry has targeted the black community, especially our our children, uh, by marketing menthol cigarettes and other tobacco products. And as you probably can understand it's got a predatory um uh, and devastating impact on the health of our black of black americans uh tobacco use is the number one cause of preventable death in the black community and it kills 45,000 black americans each year and black americans die at disproportionately high rates from tobacco related diseases like cancer heart disease and stroke mm-hmm. Everyone, we're talking about smoking in our black community and how the tobacco industry is targeting black youth. I'm seeing that uh, there's a, with kids ages 3 through 11, there's a 66% chance that they are being exposed to secondhand smoke. How do we start to combat uh, numbers like this when we've got 53% of those 12 to 19 exposed, uh, 50, 50, I'm sorry, 45% of those who are 20 years old and older? How do we start to turn this around? Well, so first of all, we are calling on the FDA to act. Um, They've got the authority to prohibit menthol cigarettes, uh, but they've repeatedly failed to do so. And and I'm going to say menthol cigarettes because in the African-American, the black community, menthol cigarettes are, it's what's being used, actually. Um, And, um, you know, in the 50s, there was less than 10% of black smokers that use menthol cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Today, 85% of black smokers smoke menthol cigarettes. Uh, it's priced cheaper in the black neighborhoods. Uh, it's appealing to, to kids. Um, you know, in fact, uh, black youth uh, are really focused on flavored cigars, which is, you know, just like smoking cigarettes. And so, um, you know, menthol numbs the throat, makes uh, in March, excuse me, and it uh, masks the harshness of cigarette smoking. That makes it easier for kids to try cigarettes and uh, cigars. And menthol also just makes cigarettes more addictive and harder to quit. So the bottom line is that because of menthol, more young people do start smoking. And especially the case among black Americans who have been targeted by the tobacco industry. So we are calling on the FDA to do what they can do uh, since they do have the authority to prohibit menthol cigarettes. That's one way that we can really um, move forward and um, move it off the market. Uh, that That's really important, and, and, and I like uh, the information that you're giving about that. Maybe this question is for Portia. Um, can you talk a little bit about vaping? I have a teenager, and I've seen a lot of his friends doing uh, with the vape pens and all of that. I remember when it first started to really uh, become popular among the young people. Um, there was a lot of questions about what's in the vape pens and what's what's uh, going on with that. Portia, can you touch on that just a little bit? Yeah, e-cigarettes or vaping as we know it, it's a serious problem. 
Uh, and, you know, kids are easily targeted and marketed to it because they've got all these great flavors. Gummy bear, cotton candy, mango, and menthol as well. Uh, last year, you know, one in five high school students used e-cigarettes. And among black high school students, about 9% used. So, yeah, we, you know, the Surgeon General has found that um, youth who use any kind of nicotine in any kind of form, including e-cigarettes, it's unsafe, it causes addiction and can harm the developing brain. So we're doing all that we can, and we, we hope everyone uh, focuses and, and, and moves forward with us to do all they can to prevent kids from using any tobacco products. And, of course, this does start with banning flavored products like the menthol cigarettes as well as flavored e-cigarettes. Cigarette advertising has long been gone from television. Uh, we see it in magazines. We see it on billboards. Are you also looking to have those types of advertisements moved? Well, you know, I, I will say that um, the tobacco industry has been horrifyingly successful in how they have used advertising in the African-American, the black uh, community. Um, you know, they've sponsored community and music events and they've associated themselves with popular black musicians. Mm -hmm. Our focus really is making sure that the African-American community is not um, targeted and focused in the way that they have been. But the best way to do that is just to take it off the market. Completely. So yep. how can we as a community join in with the, the campaign right now for tobacco-free kids? Uh, how can the community join with you in this effort? Well, what we can do uh, or what we would love the community to do is, number one, uh, get educated about it. Come to our, um, our webpage. It's tobaccofreekids.org. Come to our webpage and get educated on the issue. Uh, engage with us on the issue and then become an activist with us to help push the uh, uh, the FDA uh, and Congress as well to do the right thing. We have partners like the Black Women's Health Imperative, my, my colleague Tammy, who's on with us now, um, who are helping us with this. And um, they're, they're pushing the bar with us. And so I would join, uh, ask others to join like uh, Black Women's Health Imperative. Maybe Tammy can share more on what they're doing. Please do, Tammy. Yes, absolutely. Okay, yes, absolutely. I mean, and also, as Portia mentions, you know, educating the, um, the black community. And so, for example, as we see now, you know, COVID-19 has um, has devastated um, and disproportionately impacted the African-American community. And so making sure African-Americans understand what the impact of this is. I mean, as we know, some of the, 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 the key illnesses that impact some of the severe complications of COVID are um, stroke and uh, heart disease and diabetes. And so these smoking is a major cause of many of those underlying conditions um, that disproportionately impact um, African-Americans. And so we really want to, you know, really take this opportunity while there's a, a bright light shined on many of the health disparities to really highlight, you know, how some of these diseases, in addition to smoking, sort of impact our community beyond sort of the, uh, including sort of the, 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 um, the advertising, et cetera. But um, it's, it's devastating to the black community and just really raising the awareness around 
on the issue. Our last question regarding policy. Just this week, we saw that the Biden administration has put a big light on the coronavirus pandemic uh, in the black community. Is this initiative on on the docket? Are they looking at uh, helping to stem tobacco use in the black community and the uh, adjoining advertisements that uh, are right there, especially with the menthol cigarettes? Well, I will say that they are, they are aware of what's going on. Um, as you know, since uh, the FDA is, is positioned to act, uh, and um, that's within the administrative control, yes, they know what's going on. I would ask, because you actually mentioned a bit earlier about, you know, what can others do? Yes. Um, well, first of all, even in the state of... of um, of Minnesota, you know, there's already restricted sale of flavored products, uh, including menthol in Minneapolis, St. Paul, St. Louis Park, Shoreville, and others. So what I would say is that, yes, they do know that um, with the COVID-19 pandemic and how that has disproportionately impacted Black Americans, that there's this underlying um, smoking susceptibility to respiratory infections and that they would need to, you know, move forward with this whole tobacco piece as well so that, um, you know, it can help us not to, to, to have the lives that are being lost right now by COVID-19 or the uh, susceptibility to uh, tobacco. All right. Tammy Boyd, who is the Black Women's Health Imperative Chief Policy Officer and Counsel, and also Portia Reddick-White, Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, Vice President, Strategic Partnerships. Thank you both for being with us this morning, and we'll keep our finger on the pulse. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there you go. 820 on the clock right now. Jay Brown is up next, plus Robin Thicke.